This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's OBA with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the All-Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, on this episode, we're going to address how to keep our cats and dogs safe on road trips here to steer us in the right direction are two experts first up we have lindsay woko she is the founder of the center for pets safety also we have dr chris roth he is a resident veterinarian and pet health writer at pets best insurance welcome to the show lindsay and dr chris thank you thanks for having me. all right hey pet pals Our special guests today are going to unleash some surprising and shocking statistics and driving habits we have with our pets and what we can do to make the ride much safer. So buckle up. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Time for a pause. For furry ones, actually, sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Pause up, pet pals. Arden Moore here to talk about the importance of keeping your cats and dogs hydrated. Yes, clean water is great, but not all pets, especially cats, will lap up enough water every day from the bowl. Or maybe your dog is thirsty after a long walk. That's why I'm a big fan of two new isotonic drinks called Kitty Raid and Doggy Raid. And there is a great meal topper to enhance kibble called Yummy Raid. They all contain electrolytes and amino acids plus prebiotics. And they're all veterinary approved. Nice, right? Now, my furry Brady Bunch love them. Find out where you can get your paws on these healthy, hydrating drinks and gravy-like meal topper by visiting DoggyRaid.com. That's D-O-G-G-Y-R-A-D-E.com. Drink up, pets. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the All Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We have two, count them, two great experts on our show today, all talking about pet safety. And they're going to reveal some surprising findings of a new pet study that was conducted by Progressive Insurance. Now, let's give our manners working today. Let's give pause and applause to Dr. Chris Roth. He is the resident veterinarian at Pets Best Insurance and Lindsay Walco, founder of the Center for Pet Safety. I'm so glad you both can be on the show, lady and gent. 
Thank you, Arden. Look, they're starting to hear the smiles coming through, the smiles coming through. <laughs> so what we're going to address, we're going to dive into, is there was a new study out by the uh, Progressive and surveyed about 500, well, 501 Americans to be exact, and they were really trying to pin down what are their driving habits when they have a four-legger or three-legger in the car with them. And I got to tell you, I had to hit the brakes. I was like, what? You know, it's bad enough we look around and there's people texting, there's people eating a messy burger, there's people putting on makeup and sometimes doing all three at the same time while trying to drive. Now, let's just add pets to the mix, right? I would love to have Lindsay hop on this first. People need to know, we know about the 10 and 2, put our hands on the wheels, but we got these cutie pies in the car with us and they can be quite distractive, correct? Yes, they can be quite distracting. And, you know, pet owners don't even realize that they can be ticketed in most jurisdictions for distracted driving with a loose pet in the vehicle if a crash occurs. So there are ramifications. Yeah. I think in your survey, it showed that like 66% or two thirds of people with pets had no clue that there are some state laws about pets in our vehicle, right? There are laws, there are pet specific laws in a few states, but again, any jurisdiction across the country for distracted driving, you know, pet owners with a loose pet in the back can be ticketed under those laws, whether it's a pet specific law or not. Right. We just hope the dog doesn't chew the ticket on the way home, right? <laughs> right. And Dr. Roth, I mean, there's a lot of safety issues at bay. I mean, an untethered pet in a vehicle, you're a veterinarian. What kind of uh-ohs can happen? Well, I've seen anything from, from minor contusions, cuts, bruises, scrapes, to unfortunately, I've seen pets that have passed away during car accidents and not even major car accidents. I'm not a physicist. That's even hard for me to say. <laughs> but I'm just imagining a 50-pound dog and you get a head-on collision and they come flying. That's a lot of force, isn't it? Right. And, you know, we as people were trained to put on our seat belts and, and a, a dog that's even way in the back seat or cat or any animal is just a flying projectile, even with a minimal accident. Yeah. Well, years ago, I had a cat uh, named Zeke who seemed to know how to unzip the pet carrier in the back seat. And all of a sudden I see him running, riding a shotgun next to me. So I safely pulled over and found some safety pins, put him in the back seat with the safety pin. That's a smart cat, wouldn't you say, Dr. Roth? <laughs> yeah, you leave a little room in the, in the zipper on those carriers and they'll get them open. And I kind of want to get the backstory for uh, both of you. Let's start with Lindsay. Lindsay, you had a dog named Maggie. Tell us about Maggie and how that has led to you founding the Center for Pet Safety. So Maggie was um, nine months old. She needed a home and I picked her up from Dulles Airport and brought her home. Uh, in, but I didn't have enough room in my vehicle for my other two dogs and her. So while driving, she would be wandering around the car and I didn't know where she was. And what so kind of dog? She was an English Cocker Spaniel. Okay. Okay. Beautiful little dog. And I was driving on I-66 one morning. Uh, actually, let me back up. 
I hope you didn't back up on I-66. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I lost my place in the story. Um, so anyway, so I stopped by a local big box retail store and I picked up a safety harness that said on the packaging that it would protect me and it would protect her if a crash occurred. So I didn't know any better at that point. I put her in that harness. And then one morning we're driving on I-66 and I had to slam on the brakes to avoid a crash. Maggie went headfirst into the back of the passenger seat, the oh front passenger God. seat. The only thing that saved her was the fact that she got her back legs tangled in the extension harness that came with that product. And it prevented her from breaking her neck. But all I heard was screaming. And oh I could not, you know, you're navigating the craziness of all these cars. And I finally was able to pull over and attend to Maggie and determine what happened. But she ended up with strained hips and strained spines. She was limited in what she, you know, no stairs. She was on painkillers for a while. She was young. She was young. She was. And, um, you know, we started looking into the efficacy of the travel harnesses that were on the market at the time. And I conducted a pilot study many years later, and we've had a 100% failure rate in a crash scenario. And from, yeah, and from there, the the mission has grown. I launched the mission at that point. We were a nonprofit organization. That was in Um, 2011? 2011, yeah. After I I studied the pet industry, I joined the pet industry. I was in it for eight years. And I'm like, we have to fix this. We have to find a way to fix this. Well, I do want people after the show to please go to the centerforpetsafety.org. And also, you represent the pet insurance industry as well as a veterinarian, Dr. Ross, so petsbest.com. What do you think of the story about Maggie? Here's a pet parent thinking they're doing the right thing, but the harness really didn't do what it said it would do. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I think some of those, a lot of things aren't regulated enough out there. Yeah, I don't think the pet industry as a whole is actually regulated, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think that's a pretty common incident. I don't think it's reported very much, but as a veterinarian, I saw several pets come in. Fortunately, most of them with, you know, minor injuries during my 29 years as a, in practice. Hey, the survey is the big one. It, it's from Progressive and it's looking at 501 Americans. For you, Dr. Roth, what's one or two surprising things? Because you've been in the business 29 years as a veterinarian. What was something alarming or surprising based on what pet parents said about their driving habits with their pets? Well, it was certainly no surprise to me that that the majority of people do not restrain their pet in the car. And we, and we definitely need to work on that. Yeah. I think that people admitted how much they take their dog and they know they should restrain them, yet they don't take the time to do it. Well, how about you, Lindsay? Why is it I see far too many dogs racing around in a vehicle when we're stopped at an intersection or two things, two no-nos in the front passenger seat or worse on your lap? (laughs) You know, it is problematic. And one of the educational points that we make is an organization, the research that we do, the testing, you know, all of this effort can go into certifying products to make sure that they're crash worthy, right? But if you don't use them, there's a problem. People complain about the cost, but we look at these as investment opportunities. Dr. Roth could probably speak to the costs. Oh my gosh. That's a big bill, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. they're they're huge. And in some cases, the pets don't survive, right? Right. So that's that's a huge problem. But they don't think about the rest. They don't think about themselves as the driver or the rest of their family members. And our goal is to get the products certified that will protect 
the human vehicle occupants, so you and your pet owning family, and give your pet the best possible chance of survival if you get into a serious crash. So it's not just about the pet. Yeah, I was kind of stunned in your survey. Dr. Roth, you might know this one. When do these accidents occur? Are we on a road trip cross country or are we going to maybe a veterinary clinic? No, I think that is covered in the article. And most accidents occur within 10 to 25 miles of your house. Yeah. And so it makes sense that most accidents with pets in your car is going to happen in that same. And I think people people say, oh, I'm going to go to the vet. It's only going to be five miles, right? Well, it's five miles there, five miles back, and there's always that risk. Well, I don't know if you all know, but I am known as America's pet health and safety coach. Did you know that? I'm a master certified pet first aid instructor with my dog, Kona, and my cat, Casey, veterinary approved. That's why I feel like we all should be wearing little capes or something, but I'm all into safety. And the one thing I do teach my students, and correct me if I'm wrong, but according to a recent crash test study, the safest place to put a small dog or a cat is in a carrier that's on the floor in the back seat. So it's behind the front of the front seat and before the bench seat. Lindsay, is that correct? Or do you have better advice? So number one, we will recommend a CPS certified carrier because they have been tested for okay. in a crash. And okay. say that again, because you said a big carrier. What is that? We recommend any of the CPS certified. So Center for Pet Safety. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. But okay. if you cannot, you know, with the current state of the economy, right, some pet owners cannot afford the investment of one of those products. So okay. that's the other place we recommend is behind the front driver or passenger seat on the floor. Okay. That is the one of the safest places in the vehicle for your pet to travel. Now, I travel a lot with uh, three of my pets. Pet safety dog, Kona. She's about a 35-pound terrier mix. She's in a harness. She is tethered with a seatbelt in the back seat on an orthopedic bed. Then I have an eight-pound dog, Emma, who is in one of those bucket car seats, again, tethered with a harness. And then pet safety cat Casey is in the carrier on the floor going, are we almost there yet? Are we almost there yet? I'm trying to do the best, but they never go in the front seat and hell no, little Emma, my Gemma is never riding in my lap, but I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. And I think that's the point of this whole survey. You're trying to educate all of us that there may be some good intentions or some good things we're doing. I don't know, Dr. Roth, what's your take on me with my trio? I mean, I think you're doing a great job. I, mean, I think you're doing much better than probably 95 plus percent of the people out there, you know, thinking about keeping them safe, trying to do what you can. You have a dog and a cat. Hudson. Yeah, I have a dog and a cat. I have a new dog. Uh, um, he's a Labrador. I haven't updated my... Oh, who's your crazy lab? I'm sorry, who's your lab? <laughs> Piton. He's a year and a half, and, okay. and you're right. He is crazy. <laughs> well, you know, Dr. Marty Becker years ago branded Labrador Retrievers as they chew till they're two and they shed till they're dead. Fact. <laughs> so how do you travel with your pets? And I know you have a kitty cat, right? We don't travel. We don't take the cat. Uh, we, we put him in a carrier behind the seat if we're going to the vet because I don't practice anymore. So fortunately, I have a lot of friends, but... Um, that do. And your cat's like, ha, I got a vet, but he's not got needles at the house. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog, we have a, we have a carrier for the dog too. Okay. Yeah. 
And how about um, you, Lindsay? How do you travel with your personal pets? Well, I have three. I have two puppies and I have an older dog and they are either crated in a CPS certified product or in a carrier. Uh, Bobbin is a Japanese chin. She's about seven pounds. And What's the dog's name? Her name is Bobbin. Bobbin. That's a cool name. Okay. Yeah. Well, she's a Japanese chin and they spin and it just worked. Um, <laughs> That's good. But she goes in a carrier and, you know, one of the, the ones we've certified and she's very safe and secure and it's been a really great experience for her. And what about the other two? Maddie travels in a uh, CPS certified crate in the back cargo area. I drive an SUV. And then Henry is also in a smaller crate, also CPS certified. All right. Hey, everybody, we're speaking with Dr. Chris Roth and Lindsay Woko, they are talking about a new study that just came out from Progressive Insurance. It's about us and dogs and cats and cars and other vehicles. We're going to dive in a little bit more right after we take this break. So you know the drill. Sit, stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Pause up, pet pals. Arden Moore here. I have great news. Pet King Brands, the makers of veterinary-approved Zymox and Oratine, have unleashed new products aimed at keeping your cat and dog healthy and happy. You can now keep your pet's coat in tip-top shape with the new hypoallergenic Zymox shampoo and conditioner. They contain oak extract and enzymes that provide relief for sensitive, itchy, and irritated skin. And calling all feline fans, Zymox has not one, but three new products to keep your cat purring. They include an enzymatic topical cream to relieve itching and inflammation. There's an enzymatic ear solution that's easy to administer and an enzymatic ear cleanser. Me? Wow! All of these catering to cats. More great news. Say, Save 20% at checkout by adding this code 20ARDEN. That's 20ARDEN. Learn more at Zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X. Pause up. Ever Pet knows there's a lot in your life that you worry about. We want to make sure your pet's flea and tick protection isn't one of them. Tever Pet offers vet quality flea and tick protection that has the same active ingredients as leading brands like Canine Advantix 2 and Frontline Plus, but that cost much less, which means you can give your pet total flea protection worry-free. Tever Pet, helping you and your pet live your best life. Online at TevraPet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A Pet.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey everybody, this is Harlan Williams, and you're listening to Arden Moore on Old Behave. And uh, I got my baby draft here, and he wants to say hi. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper, and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Old Behave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Old Behave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore wheels pets from here to there and now that things are opening up finally after the curse of covid there's a spike in people taking their pets on vacations or they're traveling or they're moving i have done trips with my pets from when i lived in california i've gone to dallas i've gone to florida i've made major trips but without 
having safety in mind, it doesn't matter if you're going a mile or a thousand miles. Our experts today are trying to let us know an accident can happen anytime, anywhere. And I wanted to go through some of the things that you guys found with the survey. Distracting driving behavior for 200, Dr. Roth. What's the problem? What's going on with drivers who have pets in their car as far as distracting? There were three areas, and I can help you. I'm an ex-sports writer, so I got the stats right in front of me. But what's your concern? What's the distracting driving behavior if we got a, a four-legger in the car? What are we doing wrong? Well, the biggest thing is, I mean, how many times have you driven on seeing a dog sitting in somebody's lap? Yeah. Right? What's the deal? Now, you're a veterinarian. I'm just thinking that's a hot mess, isn't it? Oh, trouble. Yeah. We got trouble right here in the driver's seat. Okay. All right. What about you, Lindsay? I mean, talking to your pet or I can just see people trying to reach in the back seat to pet their pet. Now, I have short arms, so I've never tried that. But what's going on? Well, in many cases, especially if the dog's not acclimated to travel early on, and as a trainer, you understand how important that is. Um, the dog will try to get to the owner and they'll yeah. climb over seats and they'll, they'll do whatever they can to get your attention. And it's really critical to ensure that they're restrained or contained when they're traveling. Yeah. It says 80% of us talk to our pets, 41% touch our pets while we're going 65 plus. And oh, this one's my favorite. 21% of us are trying to hand a treat, treat, treat. See all the dogs that are listening now to a pet while we're driving. We love our pets, but come on, Lindsay. Yeah. And, and feeding, we don't recommend feeding treats to pets in, in a car anyway, because a choking hazard then becomes an issue um, from a distraction prevention side. But yeah, I mean, any of those activities can take your eyes off the road for a split second, and that can make all the difference between safety and a crash. So before you founded the Center for Pet Safety, were you a physicist? Were you a mail carrier? What were you doing in your previous life? Well, previous life, current life, it's all the same. I'm typically a project or program manager. Okay. But I am the daughter of a doctor of science and he okay. was an engineer. And oh, there you go. Yep. So I learned a lot from him and we have family members that work for NASA and all sorts of fun stuff. So we've been able wow. to uh, kind of leverage by osmosis a lot of information and I've had some phenomenal coaches along the way as we're working more in the, the dynamic testing space. It's been an incredible journey. I think in uh, 2014, if I'm correct, there is a certified product listing on the Center for Pet Safety. What does that all mean? So out of the studies, uh, Subaru of America sponsored our early studies so that we yeah. could evaluate what products currently could do at the time. Okay. And we authored the first safety standards for pet travel products. So carriers, travel seats, you know, uh, harnesses and crates. And then once we had those standards published, we launched the CPS certified program. I like uh, so, that. Yeah. So pet owners can come. We're independent of industry. We have no skin in the game. We do help to educate. Yeah, fur in the game because you love them. <laughs> That's right. Well, we, we help to educate brands because this is a whole new world for them. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, you know, these cars are expensive and our pets are priceless. So I think we need to go to the centerforpetsafety.org after the show. But let's talk about from the medical standpoint, Dr. Roth. Oh my gosh, it just frustrates me when I see a dog's head poking out the window, even if they're wearing, I guess they call them doggles now. From a veterinary standpoint, what's the uh-oh that makes you go, 
Um, please roll that window up. What's going right. on? What's the so? Dangers? I mean, if the windows rolled down far enough, obviously you take a turn fast. The pet's going out the window, possibly. There goes a chihuahua. Um, but there's road debris, you know, that's gonna rocks. I mean, we've all got little dings in our windshields. We know little rocks and pebbles. Those could be devastating to a dog with its eye. It could break a tooth or something like that. There's varmints out there flying, right? Oh yeah, I've had dogs get bee stings and really uh, at going yeah, 65 just, miles an hour well, uh, the sure. poor I bee's mean, head goes through his you know what on impact <laughs> sure you know i mean that's not just a bee sting that's a bee sting with impact what kind of damage could happen well aside from just the traumatic you know in the eye and whatever any bee sting can be can Ugh. can be problematic to a dog it can cause shock it can cause in the worst case pain swelling again Dogs yelping, screaming, distracting the driver adds another problem. Yeah. So we turn up the volume on our radio, uh, Lindsay, or what do we do when you have a pet that's just getting their footing of riding in a moving vehicle? What are some tips to keep us sane behind the wheel and to keep our pets realizing all's good? Well, acclimation training is mission critical for every pet that you bring into the home. That sounds um, really good. <laughs> training. I like that. I like that. But you know, I'm, I'm having fun, but you're right on. You're spot on little by little, right? Yeah. Small trips start with short trips, short distances and expand over time as the pet gets more comfortable and acclimated to the product that he's restrained or contained with. That's really so, so important to get the pet comfortable when they're traveling and to tack on to what Dr. Roth was saying, you know, you want to make sure no matter what happens with your pet, you keep them inside their heads and face, you know, their head inside the vehicle. Really, really important. Well, years ago, I had a Husky Golden Retriever mix and I thought I had her harnessed in the back end of the SUV and apparently wasn't restrained. And I'm going 65 miles an hour and Chipper decides to jump over the middle seat and lands on my gear shift. Oh, I see cringing. I see cringing. Yes. <laughs> no dog or vehicle were, or person was harmed in that. I think my heart skipped a beat a few times, but I safely exited. And guess what I did? I made sure that you've seen those metal things that go up and down that can give them a view if they're a real large animal. And she had a better restraint and all that. And she got to ride way in the back. And I never had that experience, but it was scary. I mean, what do you think of something like that? You had the situation with Maggie. What's your thoughts about when something could have been worse, but didn't? You don't know until you've experienced something like that, how jarring it actually can be, you know, and I'm sure when you were, did you take your eyes off the road for any split second of time? probably to uh, make sure that your pet was taken care of and away well, from. Well, I was trying pet. to get a 65 pound dog off my gear shift. Right. And I was grateful that there wasn't heavy traffic, but I was on a highway and they read our body language, you know, and smell our fear. And she's like, what? It's like, um, kind of like a Marmaduke, like row, row, or whatever the dog is, you know, it was like, and I had to pull over when I could. And I don't know how I got to stop because the gear shift was, you know, pushed, but it was heart thumping. I know you're a veterinarian and you play one on TV and in person, Dr. Roth. So have you ever had a scary moment that was sort of like, oh, I didn't realize that, or you were glad that you had some safety measures for your beautiful babies? 
Well, certainly, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I had the same incident. I I haven't had a van, and the dog yeah, came up right between the. This was before I started restraining them, but came up right between the two seats and bumped my gear shifter up. And uh, yeah, so same type situation. Let's go with each one of you. What's the message you want to give us? We're going to put the uh, link to the progressive survey on the bio of the episode with you, but I think it is done by progressive. So if you all want to check that out, please also go to the centerforpetsafety.org and check out petsbest.com. But let's start with you, Dr. Roth. What's a message you'd like to give before we end the show for all the folks? We have like 500,000 people listening and they're not all my relatives. I mean, I think the biggest thing is that we all want our pets to be safe. We all want them to live a long, happy life and travel them with them in the car. They just need to be restrained and they need to be trained how to be restrained. The last thing I'll say as a veterinarian is an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Even the smallest accident or incident is going to be very expensive nowadays when you go to your veterinarian. So let's protect our pets and ourselves and let's restrain them properly in the car. I like that. How about you, Lindsay? I'm really happy you both are on the show. Well, I echo Dr. Roth's sentiments exactly. Um, restrain, contain, make sure your pets are not a distraction to you. And, then, and also remember that product quality will matter when you purchase those items. You can come to our website and see for yourself. But product quality absolutely matters because it's not only helping save your pet, but it could also save the lives of you and your passengers. I love it. Well. I love riding with my pets. They are all acclimated now to being on a road trip and they know their spots in the back seat or in a carrier. And I actually learn more from the results of this survey. And I'm so glad we have that available for people to take a look at. Thank you, Dr. Roth. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate you both being on our show. Want to give a shout out to my producer, Mark Winter. He is the Surgeon of Sound. How's that, Dr. Roth? Isn't that a cool title? Surgeon of nice. Sound. Nice. <laughs> nice. And he is the executive producer of all shows on Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet. We're going to get a satellite one in Mars or the moon someday. It's our goal. It's our goal. I hope you all can check out what I'm up to. Go to ardenmore.com. I have a big ask. I'm trying to get to a thousand YouTube subscribers. I guess the heavens open up when that happens. If any of you care to do so, I've got some great videos. Go to Arden Moore. That's the YouTube channel. Check it out. I have a couple of new books that just came out. The Cat Behavior Answer Book and the Dog Behavior Answer Book, both on Amazon.com. So until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.